0: All right, welcome everyone to uh, episode number five of a series of episodes that we're calling Leading Others to Christ. And during these episodes, uh, what we're going to be doing is a number of things, but we're going to be focusing on evangelism and uh, of how to, how to reach out and how to teach others about Christ. And uh, that's one of our goals. And, and as I say, there's several goals. Another one is uh, is to stir up, as the Hebrew writer talks about, stirring up each other to love and good works but especially in the area, as I said, of reaching our family and friends with, with the gospel of Christ. My name is Dan Barker, and I preach for the Creekside Church of Christ in Franklin, Indiana. Franklin's uh, about 20 miles south of downtown Indianapolis. Uh, I also serve the congregation as one of the shepherds. Uh, and those of you that know me, you know that I'm, I'm passionate about evangelism. And I have been ever since I obeyed the gospel when I was 21 years old in, in Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, those of you that know me, you know that I'm a former teacher and a basketball coach and, but I've always strived to learn from others. Uh, and I've strived to personally to teach others, uh, and to use some biblical phrases to sow the seed, to, uh, to fish for men, to make disciples, uh, to persuade men and women, uh, to get involved in this work. And, uh, Of teaching others. So that's what kind of motivated the whole background with this and come up with this idea of identifying those Christians that are out there, men and women, uh, those fellow workers who are involved in evangelism in their community. And once we identify who they are, we want to do this with them. We want to have an interview with them. We want to get to know them, know more about them, why they are so, uh, why their hearts are on fire uh, uh, of doing this work and, and how, how they're doing it, how they're doing their work there in their community. So uh, enough about me, but we're thrilled today to have uh, our guest today uh, is Rick Billingsley. Welcome, Rick. Thank you. Glad to yes, be here. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, he's from uh, Cary, North Carolina, the Wallace Street Church of Christ, and he's going to tell us all about that in a few minutes. But uh, uh, Rick, we're just so excited to uh, have you here. Rick and I were able to visit a little bit on the phone the other day leading up to this. It just, he just has a lot of ideas. And so for those of you that are listening, I uh, hope you have your, I uh, always joke about and say it has to be a yellow legal pad, but I hope you have a pen and paper so that you can make some notes here. And, and you know, it'd be wonderful if there was just one takeaway from this interview with Rick today that could help you and your, uh, in your local work there uh, where you are. So Rick, again, welcome. And, uh, what I want to do is go ahead and get this started because the time always goes by fast. But if you would, uh, let's do what we call the, remember the old elevator pitch. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and, and kind of bring us up to speed of just who Rick Billingsley is.
1: Well, um, I'm married and I have uh, three children and, and 11 grandchildren. I've been preaching for about 46 years now. And, um, I, just, uh, I was a police chaplain for about 23 years, and I also worked with the hospitals as a hospital chaplain, and I also worked with the United States Coast Guard Auxiliary um, as a lieutenant with them. I've been preaching, like I said, about 46 years. I've been doing personal evangelism for close to about 40 years. And so um, through the years, I just try to find people. I try to learn from other people like you're trying to do as well. When I decided to get involved in doing personal evangelism, I uh, got a hold of uh, Brent Hunter and Brent Hunter's father, and uh, David Tant, and others that were successful in doing personal work. And so I try to, you know, find out what they did and how they were doing it. And it helped me to perfect myself. And then my program basically is just uh, I go around the country teaching personal evangelism, and I base that program. Uh, on my experiences, I bring a lot of my personal experiences and I try to teach people to avoid the same mistakes I made. I don't know about you, but I chased many people away because I was not equipped knowledge, having the knowledge I needed and, and the know-how to approach people and teach people the gospel. There, it's very important not only to be converted, but also to stay converted, but also how to teach people. And I think uh, Second Timothy chapter two verses two and verses twenty four teaches us to go out here and train others to teach also. And so, a training program I think is necessary. Uh, and I, I hate to say it, but I think very few congregations have any kind of training program to teach their members how to go out and teach people.
0: Well, we talked about that a little bit the other day. And this is we're trying, you know, or go with this uh, this whole. Uh, leading others to Christ is, is to keep it positive And, and, but the reality, but I think, but you still have to deal with reality. And, and uh, the reality is, is that in many, uh, and perhaps based on some documentation, I have seen perhaps the majority of our congregations are not doing what you just said. They, uh, the individual members, uh, and perhaps even the preacher and the elders that are not involved in reaching out to the community, all the focus uh, of the work in that community is on, the edification of the members, which is a necessary part of the work. But for whatever reason, in a lot of places, this leading others to Christ uh, is being neglected. And, and I've got my own opinion on why I think that's going on. But another reason why I wanted to do these series of uh, interviews is, you know, Rick, and you know this, you know, a lot of places, the uh, churches are closing their doors uh, and they're shrinking. And it's because of their uh, they're not doing what Jesus, I think, wanted us to do was seek and save the lost. And so what you're doing and what you're out there teaching is such a fundamental part. Uh, and I don't know why or when that stopped teaching or why how we kind of lost our focus, but maybe, maybe one of the side benefits of this Rick is that we can get a bunch of people fired up again, if you will. And maybe I'm going to use the word revival and get it, get us uh, out here teaching others. And uh, the way, the way I think the scriptures teaches that God wanted us to do. So that's my little, my little ramble, but tell us, uh, we talked the other day, tell us some of the things that, because that, uh, I think this is a key component, the members of the congregation, they have, everybody has to buy into this, that this is, a, this is the mission of the church. So what are the, some of the things that, that you guys are doing there uh, of how you get the members involved? Well,
1: you know, first of all, I think you're right. You have to get the whole congregation enthused about wanting to uh, teach others about evangelism. And your leadership has to be involved. You have to have 100 participation between the elders and deacons and the ministers to be involved in personal work if the elders are not on board you're you're not going to be successful our elders are very good about whenever a person is converted or perhaps they place membership they fill out what is called a personal work program worksheet and what this worksheet does it allows them to put down what they're willing to get involved in doing now and then what they would like to learn and so We try to implement them into the work right away. If it's stuffing envelopes, it's, uh, you know, uh, taking a meal over to somebody. uh, We try to implement them into the work at the moment. And then we try to train them to do what they desire to learn to do. If you want to learn to be a preacher, we have a preacher training program. If you desire to to be a teacher, we have teaching programs on how to be a teacher. So we implement them right away into the services. People need to feel needed and wanted and loved. And so if we, unfortunately, we don't do that. For some reason, we bring people in. They might be baptized and, you know, down the road, they finally get involved, maybe one or two. All we care about is well, they come on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, right? Um, but you have to implement people. You have to give them something to do to make them feel needed and wanted. And that's what we do. So I think that has been a, a great success with our elders and the congregation here. Uh, that personal growth sheet, I think is very important. We've been do- I've been doing this thing for many, many, many years. That's the first thing that people are going to fill out and learn uh, about what we expect from them. Um, uh, I like that. Uh, one of the neat things about it is that we're split up into five groups of the church, and each group is headed by two deacons, and they have to fill out a, a, what is called a work group a worksheet, and they have to report to the elders whatever you know transpired. We have hosts that host the different groups, like group one, two, three, and four, and five. And they host every second Sunday into the uh, you're know, like I might host our group meeting at my house, so it's expected for people to participate in um, hospitality, and so we do that on a regular basis as well. Every second Sunday out of a month, our groups meet together. They take care of all the needy, like if a person needs a meal, whatever. Uh, they follow up and send out cards to our visitors. So I'll talk about the visitors program in a few minutes. We have a real intense visiting program, and that's where we have most of our our conversions have come from the, the visitors.
0: Let's go there right now. Uh, so if I let this let me set this up. Let's say that I live in in the area there, the Raleigh area, or something, and I, uh, my wife and I, uh, we've heard about your group, and and uh, let's say we're not Christians, and but we we were interested in spiritual things and we, we happened to show up, uh, kind of give me a, uh, you know, what does that look like? So if we, if we come in there, uh, how do you greet it? You see what I'm saying? What, what does that look like if we showed up there, uh, at Wallace street?
1: Well, you'll be greeted by our, our greeters. We have about four or five greeters that stay in a foyer and they greet every visitor and they also give them a visitor's card with a brochure of, um, the welcome brochure that we have put together and the visitor's card has the information they need to fill out, but it's on a pad. We don't just hand them a card. It is actually a small clipboard that we put our, our, um, you know, card on and also the welcome. And once they give the card to one of the, uh, the greeters, then they take copies and give me a copy. They give another member a copy. He keeps a worksheet on everybody's visit us. And then I get a copy, course, and then also it's given a copy to the, the deacons who are ahead of that work group for that month. And then they send out cards uh, right away. I send a personal thank you letter and sign it myself. I, I give them a personal thank you letter for coming. And then we follow up on visiting them within the same week. And yeah. on that, let me bring out um, one of the things that we do. Yeah, my wife says, Here, here's what we do. These are the fill out and take copies. But we have a survey card. And on that survey card are four questions, and I send it out with a thank you letter for them visiting us. Then we have them come send them back, and I read them on uh, Wednesday nights, the results, like the, the comments. That has been a great, great tool. It's, it's called just a survey card. Again, I can send you all this electronically. On that, the, the questions, we just you know ask the question, what did you notice first, or what, or what did you like uh, the most, what did you like the least, uh, were we friendly, and any other comments and just very simple little three to four questions. And you'd be surprised how effective that is. So we we always follow up on our visitors right away. And everybody, whether you're long distance or you're local, you're gonna receive a letter from me thanking you. And you're gonna receive that card because I'm gonna read that card on a Wednesday night. And let me tell you why this is so important. It really helps the congregation to get feedback from our visitors. And I'm not going to tell you which congregation, but I worked with a congregation that were considered not very friendly. And so I would read the cards on Wednesday night and people say, well, only the preacher came and talked to me. Or maybe one of the elders talked to me, you know. Finally, our elders got really tired of it. And they got up before the congregation and said, we are going to change. We are going to become a friendly congregation. I kid you not, Dan, this really did happen. And I can give you privately, you know, if you want to talk to them but we became so friendly we were getting back cards saying you guys are way too friendly <laughs> you're over friendly and oh, now yeah. to this day that is one of the most friendliest congregations you're going to walk into but that's how the feedback was very helpful to our congregation i, I so love these that. cards are good
0: yeah i, I love that and uh, uh and again it's, it's things like this that so many groups don't think about and uh all I, I've asked people over the years, you know, when you travel and, you know, vacation or wherever, going to see family and you visit other congregations, how are you treated? You know, and I've had people tell, I've had a number of people tell me that oh, we went there and nobody said a word to us. Nobody, nobody said anything. And they did. Some people turn around and looked at us and kind of frowned at us. And, well, who are you? <laughs> you know, and uh, so it, it's such a, uh, you would think that everybody would understand that with our own feelings and how we interact and how we want to be like you said while well, I go, like wanted, needed, and appreciated. And, uh, and, and, and we don't realize how important that is and what a great attitude that is of helping lead someone to Christ. Why would I want to come and, and hear anything from you if you didn't even speak to me or the group didn't, didn't recognize me? You know, sometimes we talk about, obviously we talk about repentance a lot where people need to repent. You know, uh, somebody that's not a Christian need to repent and be baptized. And, and then Christians, when we make mistakes, we need to repent. I'm not so sure we shouldn't talk about congregations that need to repent. And, and but like you were saying that we weren't friendly or we've realized that we're not friendly. We realize we're not doing the Lord's work here by reaching out in the community. And let's just, let's just restart this whole thing,
1: you know, but. Uh, we always have our elders involved. They uh, are involved in visiting our visitors as well. Then we have deacons get get involved and the members. We always take someone with us by two people. will take the visitor cards. And they will follow up that week on visiting them. But we always wait to after they receive the letter from me and that survey card. Then we will follow up and visiting them. So I send out the card and a letter on Mondays. We usually go out and visit either on a Thursday or a Friday or whenever they can go out and visit them. But they're always visited. You, you, you have to make sure you have to visit these people. And I have only had, in 16 years here that I've been doing this, here at this congregation, we only had one couple that got upset with us because we showed up on their doorstep. I don't call ahead of time. I approach the person this way. By the way, my, they usually know who I am because they visit us. And I'll say, uh, by the way, we want to let you know how much we really appreciate your visit. And uh, by the way, did you get a letter from me? And did you get a little survey card? Because sometimes people won't send it back. And uh, I'll say, did you get that little survey card? No, yeah, well, we did. I said, could you fill that out and send it back to us? Because we read that on a Wednesday night. And so I already have a foot in the door besides them visiting us but they receive a personal letter from me. And so um, we always visit our visitors right away, same week. We don't wait another week or two down the road.
0: Okay. Again, so good. So good. Um, you know, um, I, I think the, uh, there's so many so many directions that we could go here with this, but uh, how would you, uh, let's say that you I, we came to visit. I want to take this a little further. So we came to visit and uh, you sent me a letter and I sent the survey card back and you show up, you know, you and one of the elders show up and we visit. And, uh, do you, uh, if I'm not a Christian, do you ask me for a study when you come to visit me? Or how, how do you go about seeing if I'm interested in, in a study? Well, we might have it on. A, it, it
1: says, are you interested in a Bible study or learning anything about religious things? And so when they check that, I already know I'm going to get up a Bible study. Yes. I send them my very first lesson, lesson number one of the four lessons because they already showed interest and in wanting to study. So I will send them the very first lesson. So that means they will get a letter from me, a card, a survey card, and lesson number one. And then I follow up and visit with them. Uh, if they're non-Christians and they're not putting down like they want to study, uh, I just visit with them uh, for the first time. And uh, let them know that I really appreciate them coming out and showed the same Curtis that they showed us. Um, and I just ask if you have any Bible questions or anything that you want to discuss religiously, uh, you know, you, you can call us anytime. I would like to come back and visit sometime. And by the way, my wife and I like to have you come over our house. If you come next week, we want you to come over and have dinner with us or we'll take you out. We have several members of our congregation, Dan, that takes members out and visit with our uh, visitors for for lunch and 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 on the second sunday uh we have all the groups meeting every visitor is asked to come over to our group meetings house for instance if i hosted i would tell the person look i'm hosting our group meeting today how about coming over and having lunch with us every visitor's invited uh
0: i love that too that's so good um all right if we talked about at the start of this we talked about how fast the time would go what i want to do in this last little bit of time well, uh, Could I bring out one thing that might be absolutely absolutely
1: finding contacts? how do you find contacts I always hear people say well how do you find people there's a lot of things you do uh we're different programs one is called the new residence program this has been very successful 74 conversions off of just the new residence program uh when I'm Middleburg. and um what you do you send you we buy names Costs us eight dollars for about 30 names we divide up in teams every last Saturday uh, of the month. We we send out a, a brochure called the Seven-Way Brochure, Seven Ways to Improve Your Life. And then we follow up by visiting these people. And we just and, and they receive a, a welcome letter from me as well with that brochure. And we just follow up and visit these people, and I'll knock on the door and I'll say, by the way, uh, did you get a brochure from us? Did you get a letter from, from us? And so uh, that's a one way. Another thing you can do besides that is, Roundtown Bible studies in winter wintertime, and I'll talk about that later, but we have Roundtown studies. We have studies going around town, four different locations, two of our deacons involved in that, they invite two more members, uh, it might be at the Barnes & Noble at, at Thursday nights at 7 o'clock, uh, Starbucks Thursday night at 7 o'clock, same night, same type of study, historical Jesus or whatever it might be, but we actually invite people to sit in and study. That's called the Roundtown studies.
0: Right. Um,
1: like that it's a, a form of the meetups right uh, yeah we, we advertise on meetup and okay. we also send out brochures like we'll send out a card to a thousand people in around the church building we have different zip codes and we advertise in these studies where they're located what the study is going to be and also even like six weeks study um, wow. and that's just one of the other things that you can do to find people uh, in your location I highly recommend this too, and I did this for Brent. I told Brent about this. I highly recommend every congregation to join the Chamber of Commerce. There are a lot of free advertisement from the Chamber of Commerce. And usually they're dirt cheap. They're only maybe 100, 200 bucks a year. But there's a lot that you can do. The new residents, you can get them through either buying or the water company. A lot of times water company will give you them. um, But these are just some of the things that we're doing to reach the community and to reach the the loss in our our community.
0: Well, uh, so many things here that you've touched on that are are just so powerful. Not right now, but at the end of it, uh, I want to uh, ask you if there's gonna be people that are listening to this and they're gonna go, I need to talk to that guy. And and, uh, maybe you go ahead and give it to us now. What would be the best contact information if somebody wanted to reach out to you? Rick, what would be the best way that they could reach you?
1: Uh, Probably my email um if you want to give them the email you want me to give it out now or
0: sure go uh, ahead and give it now
1: Let okay it's r b as in boy i o as an oscar l l i n g s l e y at a t t dot net
0: okay great and um,
1: um what i like to do if anybody wants all this information i i have a booklet and i in that booklet we have everything i put the person work growth sheet i put the bible worksheet um all this information is inside that, that workbook for people to have. It's free and I don't copyright it, but it's free. And I'll be more than happy to send anything to you. The four
0: lessons, the cards, everything I have, it's all electronic. Well, you know, I want one of those. So, uh, <laughs> welcome all man. right. So we kind of close it with this. Uh, we call it the one thing. And, and it's hard to do because there's so many things, but, so let's say somebody's listening to this and they, they're, you know, they know or they've got a desire to lead others to Christ and, you know, uh, you know, but I'm afraid or I'm whatever. I don't know if I know enough or what if they ask me this or whatever. Uh, what would be one thing that you think, uh, from your perspective, uh, that people need to do in order to lead others to Christ? Well, first of all, you got to love people. That's my motivation. I really do. I love people.
1: And that's why I do what I do. When you really love people, you're gonna take interest in people. And, and, and another thing too, you wanna to hook up with somebody in a congregation that is doing personal work and go up to them privately and say, look, I wanna sit in the next study that you have. I wanna learn.
0: All right, that, that's so good. You know, we have to care about others. We have to know that people in the community really are lost. And and there's nobody. There's no direction for them, and they don't. They don't know who to turn to. And uh, and again, that's our role. It's one of our roles as a Christian, is to uh, share the love that Christ has for us. We're supposed to share that with others. And uh, and like you say, so I don't know what I don't know why it's happened that we've become so inner focused uh, and, and so worried about me all the time. And, and, and ignore the opportunities and people that are walking by me every day, especially when this coronavirus is over with, but of uh, uh, the people that we come in contact with, and sometimes we just don't even, we don't even recognize them. Dan, uh. I'd like to share
1: one story with people, and I'll show you why this is so important, taking interest in people. I was in a grocery store, Winn-Dixie, one day, and I was this young lady, was her name was Donna on her tag, and she's a fast cashier, and I went up to her in her line, and I said, look, you know, I don't just want to copy. You're the fastest cashier I've ever seen. She says, well, I've won a lot of awards uh, of being, uh, you know, a fast cashier. So anyway, um, I gave her a card, invited her to come to church sometime. She's married and has four kids. And I said, you need to come visit us. We'd love to have you visit us. I preached right around the corner and told her where. I stood up in the congregation that Sunday morning, and I told him, look, I said, I'd like for you to visit Donna. She works at Winn-Dixie. Go through her line, give her a card, invite her to services. Two weeks later, I go through her line, and she says, oh, Mr. so you won't believe this, but look at, she pulled out out of her smock, I don't know how many cards from our members. She said, we're going to visit you guys next week. Now, listen what happened. We baptized Donna, Chuck, her husband, her mother, her father, her mother-in-law, her father-in-law, her sister-in-law, and her brother-in-law. Now, wow. what if I never
0: complimented her? Wow. All because you complimented Don. That's it. Just take interest in people. Wow. That's all you have to do. You know that. And we, that's just one of the hundreds of stories I could tell you. Yes. Um, again, it's just, uh, it, 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 it's true too. And once we, you have to experience it. You, you know, it's oh, like, I can, hear, I can hear Rick tell these stories, but unless I go out there and try to compliment somebody or develop a relationship, uh, you know uh, and, and experience it myself it's hard for me to, to relate to that you know another thing that that's that I think is interesting too I personally didn't grow up in the church I didn't obey the gospel till I was 21 but I think sometimes uh, people's perspectives on, on that even in doing uh, uh, evangelism is sometimes a little different because that's all you've ever known and where somebody like me whether there was you know 21 years I was you know doing other things and uh, and just perspective that we all have on this is just so vitally important. And I know you teach that when you go out and do your, uh, your workshops. Um, Rick, uh, I can't believe the time's already over with, but any other just last thing that you'd like to say before we close it out? You know, I will share one
1: thing, and that is that when you start taking interest in people and you start studying with people and you see them become Christians and they grow and they, they're just excelling the Christianity. That is with the greatest feeling in the world. And I can tell you hundreds of people, literally hundreds of people that I have met through the years that have become Christians and they're doing great things for the Lord because of their life. Excellent things.
0: All right. Well, we're going to close out this episode of leading others to Christ. And uh, we hope that, uh, that everybody's enjoying these and uh, uh, we're striving to get better every time. Uh, and, uh, it's just uh, really enhanced when we can have uh, guests like Rick Billingsley. Keep up your good work, brother. We appreciate you, and I look forward to getting to know you better. Thanks again, and goodbye, everybody.